Welcome everyone to 2023 season episode 5 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. As always, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney racing family for two decades and then Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news notes and a lineup of special guests throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 teams run in the Pallet Casino 400 at Auto Club Speedway in Fond Tana, California. Steve, welcome back to episode five of the podcast. And I know I kind of feel like we should be bundled up in some winter coats and galoshes and some other stuff to, to give a recap of this race weekend at Auto Club Speedway because, man, it was a deluge of rain for most of the weekend. And then we saw some snowy mountaintops and some snowy scenes in Southern California, something I thought I would never see. But here we are. <laughs> It's, it's, uh, you know, there's a 50, 50 chance every time Ryan does a, uh, an Xfinity broadcast that there's gonna be bad weather. Uh, yeah, he ends up doing rain delays and snow delays and having to do a broadcast after he raced on, uh, on Sunday. So, you know, look second, out Vegas, <laughs> the second snow delay. And yeah, you bring up Vegas because last year, the spring race at Las Vegas, there was snow and it just seems like I know there's jokes on Twitter and some other places, but it just seems like if you need some precipitation in your area, you need to bid for a NASCAR race because somehow the series <laughs> manages it to bring it almost oh. everywhere they go. It's insane. They got like inches of rain out there in California and they, uh, they needed it. The, the, the actual invocation, the guy mentioned it during the invocation, you know, that they were thankful for it, you know? And so it, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, it was just one of those things like hopefully and it's not as much of it in the next couple of weeks, um, especially when they come back to the East, we know that, uh, pretty much Vegas and, and Phoenix should be pretty good the next two weeks. And then when they come back east, hopefully it's sunny and 75, so Adam can go see some racing. <laughs> that would be fantastic. So this is the last race. I mean, if you don't know this already, you, you it's been all over the news for the last almost two years. Last race on the two-mile configuration of this racetrack. Um, tons of rumors out there and different, you know, news reports, you know, they sold, you know, majority of the property for almost half a billion dollars. That report came out from Adam Stern in the sports business journal. Um, the track president was doing interviews over the weekend who sounded a lot more optimistic and saying, you know, we're, we hope to get some, our plans out there later this year or as soon as possible, you know, saying this is this facility that they're going to build is going to be the most high tech and innovative, you know, NASCAR facility that's ever been built. Um, then there's other, you know, podcasts and other people talking about it, acting like, you know, there's a chance we never go back to Fontana, California again. So I don't know what to believe. All I do know is that both races, uh, they both had to be run on Sunday with the Xfinity race getting postponed. Man, the racing I thought was good across the board and, uh, it's sad to see it go though. I know, you know, 10 years ago, nobody was excited to go out to California. Uh, but within the last four or five years, man, the racing has been so good and it's, it's sad to see it go. And, but I just hope something comes back there in the future. The, the money part of it is, is huge part. When you find out that they, somebody bought not all of it, just part of it, a good part of it for over $500 million. Well, 
you can turn around and take a hundred million of that and build something new pretty, pretty well and pretty easily. And, and probably a pretty nice looking uh, track, I'm sure. Um, so reinvesting in the, the money is, is probably a good thing at this point because it, it's there now to do something with. Um, I'm sure they're not going to pocket all of it. I'm sure that if they want to race there and continue to race there, that in three years from now or however long it takes, they'll have a short track um, some somewhere with that property that they kept. Um, I wonder if you bought that property um, knowing that they're going to build something new around it, you know, that you, you'd almost buy it knowing that and you'd buy it knowing that you want to do something that would um, – partner with it in some way, you know, whether it's a uh, food places or shopping or, or something so that, uh, you know, when, once it is built, um, you'll be able to make money off of it too, you know? So I, I think, it, I think that's all going to probably happen. Um, I, you know, for a hundred million, I could probably build a domed racing stadium somewhere in the Northeast, you know, <laughs> and, and have, have a March race up there somewhere where you're not worried about the weather. Can you imagine, you know, you only need, um, 40 or 50,000 seats. Um, you figure out a way to build the dome so that the exhaust pretty much gets out of there, you know, it'd be pretty impressive, but you also just need to have a lot of that money <laughs> laying yeah. around. Yeah, that's like what I'm you saying. said, you give me a hundred million of that. I think I can figure out how to do it. We'll do it <laughs> right, right, right somewhere around where I'm living. That'd be right between two major metropolitan cities. People could come in from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Columbus. I think that'd be pretty cool. That sounds good. So if anybody's listening and they have uh, are interested in an investment like this, just mm-hmm. just you're saying just a hundred million dollars. So I think for within a hundred, I think we can do yeah. it. Yeah. So you know? contact Steve. You can find him on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, and at Mez Twelve. And uh, let, let's see, uh, let's see if we can get this project done. Yeah, uh, it off the ground. So I think uh, that's enough uh we'll see r.i.p uh uh fontana but let's talk about this last race there out there on that that two mile and there's plenty there's not i should say there's plenty to talk about because honestly this is a great weekend for you because practice and qualifying ends up canceled canceled (laughs) we don't need practice no practice if you've yet to do so make sure you check out our tiktok because uh i'm having fun with it and uh we're trying to post neat, cute little videos and and when adam posts um youtube videos i i go in and kind of like rip through the youtube video a little bit and that's what i did i went and found jonathan's quote that that we got uh, on daytona not having practice before the qualifying and i put that up there because i knew that they were going to get rained out and um you know what uh they were ready <laughs> i'll say that uh yeah no practice uh we're qualifying do the snow rain um but with the matrix uh they were starting p9 so not a bad starting spot considering what happened at daytona um and uh they were pit stall 31 uh nobody in front of them and the 45 was going to be the guy behind them uh the stages were going to be 65 130 and 200 uh, 12 sets of tires, uh, fuel run of about 47 to 53 laps. And of course, Adam's favorite, the competition caution at lap 15. That's okay. They, I, they deserved it. They almost treat those first 15 laps almost as a mini, as a mini practice session. Um, it was good to be back into that, the normal flow. I talked a little bit about pit selection at Daytona because they, they selected an area that had a Chevy in front and a Chevy in back. But this is kind of their, this team's MO where they're trying to look for at least a clear in or a clear out that can set them up good for pit stops throughout the day. 
Yeah. Um, I've made a note here. Worth racing was, was the sponsor this weekend. So looking at TV, it was, you know, don't look for the yellow car because <laughs> the car was actually the yellow car this weekend. Um, but, uh, the worth racing is, uh, only on the car a couple times a year, but they are major, major, major sponsor for Ryan and, uh, Penske, um, with a lot of their, a lot of their different, uh, racing, uh, series. And, um, they're pretty interactive too. So, you know, yeah, I was going to ever... say they're like one of the best sponsors as far as like communication on Twitter. Those guys do it right. Yeah. They put out like every Monday, they'll put out a worth racing report and stuff like that. So, you know, look for worth racing or worth racing USA. It's W U R T H is how they spell that. Um, and right off the bat, they come off the, off a of pit road and Ryan goes up a high on the track during the pace lap. And I may know that because they were kind of like looking to see where the, if there were going to be any water, standing water anywhere, weepers, you know, just to kind of check the conditions of the track a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan gets on the radio and says, it's really, it would be really cool to win the last one here. Um, and the 20 is going to lead the, lead, lead him to the green. He had the pole. Uh, he, of course, the outside lane is the preferred lane on those restarts, even though they fan out to four and five wide. Um, it's it's preferred because the leader's up there, and usually it gets the best push, except for later in the race here. Um, by lap one, he's up into seventh, uh, but then lap two back to tenth. So, like I said, these guys going five, it gets a little crazy. Um, but uh, in lap three, he passes the 17 and the five. He gets to eighth. Um, at lap six, he's catching the 99 and the 19. He, he passes the 99, and the 16 on lap eight twofer and gets all the way up to six at that point. Lap nine, he passes the 20. So the 20 from the start within, you know, nine laps, it dropped all the way back. So Ryan's up to fifth. Uh, Ryan's is a little bit tight on entry, about a half a number. Now here's what, here's the thing. No practice, no qualifying going off the notes that they have from last year, the tracks, the similar tracks, the setups, et cetera. And he's talking about a half a number of adjustments, all he really needs. Uh, lap 11, he passes the 19. He's up to fourth. Um, and then, uh, you know, he says he's uh, in three and four is a stronger corner and one or two is where he needs a little help. So, you know, he's, he's actually got it diagnosed down to like <laughs> two turns is where he needs his help. Um, they get to the comp caution. He says about a half a number more turn. And this is what Jonathan talked about when he had, when we was on the show a couple weeks ago is they try to give numbers and uh, of adjustments so that he knows how far to adjust. So Ryan gives them that. And Jonathan knows how far that half number is. Um, they go in uh, fourth and come out seventh. They were taking four tires and um, two things happen on spit stop. Cause we're going to, you know, I'm no, I know we're gonna get into pit stops a little bit, um, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you guys to listen to Stacking Pennies. It comes out sometimes Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Mr. Ryan Flores is on the show. He's really, 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 really honest about things that happened with the pit crew um, when he came back to jo- came back to Ryan's team last year. You know, he, if any, something came up, he would definitely tell you what it was and what happened and and what they were battling. So I, I would say tune in Wednesday. I'm not going to try to diagnose exactly what happened. I'm going to tell you what I've got from what I heard. And, and my view of the car is, is through the front windshield on, on the race view that, uh, that NASCAR has um, on their in-car cameras. Um, but what they talk about uh, is that, uh, first off, you didn't have the wheel turned enough. 
there's two marks on the wheel. When these guys come to pit road and they hit the sign, they're supposed to turn it. When, when they go to pit the right side, they turn the wheel a certain way to the mark. And then when they come around to the other side, same thing, they turn the wheel to a certain mark so that that wheel is out easier once the, the nut is off. So first off, Ryan didn't have the wheel turned enough. And then he was also, he was too close to the pit wall. So when they come around the pit, the left-hand side of the car, the jack man was too close. He couldn't give a full pump to the jack on a couple of the pumps to get the car up. And I know they use a shorter jack and so forth. So that tells you how close to the pit wall they were too. So these are a couple of things that Ryan actually needed to clean up um, by the next pit stop. And the next one he actually does too. So, um, but that was only, they only lost three spots with all that going on. So, you know, it really isn't that bad. That tells you how good they are at, at you know, um, handling something when it happens. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. He ends up in sixth because there's a penalty for uh, the 19. <laughs> so he only basically loses one one spot there, for two spots coming off pit road. Um, yeah, if you want to talk about some pit problems, the 19, yeah. I think had, he might have made contact on that pit stop with somebody yeah. else, and then he ends up losing a wheel. Wheel. He becomes one of the first – first that gets this penalty was two lap penalty and then the the crew members because they lost it out on the track so yeah on the track so that, yeah, that comes comes a little later here um uh the one car is leader he takes the top ryan takes the top um uh, restarts at lap 20 top of four <laughs> things you don't want to hear josh say uh but he's up to p3 he's in the 48 and the eight at lap 21 he settles into fourth uh lap 24 he's in fourth he's chasing the 48 car um passes uh lap later passes the 48 up to third and at lap 27 he's catching the one and the 22 in front of him at lap uh 29 uh he actually passes the one and he's behind the 22 and at lap 30 he passes the 22 so we're up to first um you know josh is giving distances to the cars behind him so he knows what lines that and he asks him what lines they're running um he tells jonathan he's a little freer than he'd want to be now um at lap 35 they're about one second lead on the on the uh 22 so let's see here at lap 42 tells them that he's a little loose and we get a caution for the six um may have been helped by the seven (laughs) from what i can tell um ryan tells them at this point it fired off fantastic so obviously because the first couple laps he caught the leaders and, and passed them um they pit here in the first position and they come out in the first position so, you know, it, it's, it'll, it can happen and it will happen and it'll happen more and more as, as we go along. Cause I think a lot of these guys are changing what they did from last year too, with the gun. I've, um, actually heard Ryan on stacking pennies a week or two talk about right-handed pool and left-handed pool, and they're kind of changing the technique. So, um, you know, the speed's going to be getting, getting there. It's just going to take live action to do it, you know, um, now, I know you already mentioned it, but I just want to reiterate, shout out to, to Jonathan Hassler and the engineers, because as you said, there was no practice, there was no qualifying and up until this point in this race. And I know some things will happen here in a few minutes, but mm-hmm. man, they hit the setup out of the park. Yeah. Right out, right out of the box. Boom. You know, right up through the guys and was the fastest car. Probably was, you know, as fast as the one car all day until, until the one has its problems or fails. Um <clears throat> Ryan asks what exact adjustment they made, and uh, Jonathan tells him it's the right rear 
uh, error adjustment to try and help. Um, gave us a game about a three quarter number adjustment, which is kind of interesting because Ryan usually doesn't ask. Um, but I think he just kind of wanted to know on the restart what he needed to do because the car was bottoming out a little bit on these restarts, um, you know, until the air pressure is built up. So kind of like give a little bit of thing, a warning so he knew what to do um, if it did bottom out. Um, the penalty for the eight car during this, um, Ryan, uh, really cool for the choose cone. Cause you usually hear, um, uh, Josh count down the guys who go low. He goes one to the bottom, two, three, you know, like that. <clears throat> when Ryan's leader, he does not say a thing. It's just, it's dead silence for watching. Oh, okay. He took the high. Um, and at lap 47 is the restart. Now, same thing here. Um, no Josh on the restart. Um, when Ryan is in line, um, he will say, you know, green flag, you know, green flag checking up or, you know, a little bit of a checkup or whatever. He will tell him that stuff from wherever he is in line because you can only see a car in front of you and a car behind you and you can't see what happens, you know, and this this will come later. But um, so it's really weird because there's no Josh on the restart. It's you're the leader whenever you want to go, you know, get to the restart zone and they're bigger restart zones this year, too. So. Uh, I have a note here that 22 was no help. And I don't know if Joey, Joey did line up behind him for this restart. And, uh, on this track, you, there is a little bit of drafting and definitely a little bit of pushing, um, in the first couple laps, they spread out and the one car and the nine and nine car were the cars line up below Ryan and they hooked up and they did it together. And the next thing you know, Ryan's running behind the two of them. So, um, Joey actually fades a little bit as, as the laps go too. So I don't know if he was just having problems or him and Ryan just couldn't get it timed up. Right. Um, so at lap 51, Ryan ends up back to about fifth and the 22 falls to eighth, but, uh, by lap 58, he's closing on, um, he, he closes up to almost the 99 car. He's in second place. At this point, he passes the 99 on lap 62 and gets to second and then um, you know, the one wins the stage a couple couple laps later. But Ryan was actually closing on him, too, in the closing laps of the stage. He got from like a half second to almost like two tenths. Um, but Ryan finishes uh, second, and we get uh, some early stage points in the second race of the year. And we've led laps now in both races. Uh, I forgot to mention during last week's recap, he led a lap last week. And this week he leads, what about, what is it, was it 15 or 19 laps? Yeah. So, um Valuable stage points here because what I don't think he got any stage points at Daytona, and uh, these are just going to be proved to be very valuable in the in the run that they have today. Yeah. Um. So Ryan says we need a little more to to lean on in three and four. Um. And this first um this is the pit stop they do show on TV. Um. The hose gets caught under the right front of the car. <laughs> And this happens. I've you know I've seen other teams do this. So that's the thing. Like I said, uh, stacking pennies comes out Wednesday. <laughs> I don't want to. This one at least they showed on TV, so you could actually see it too. Yeah. Um, when I'm watching in car, um, I'm trying to count a couple seconds to see how long it's taking, and I'm the in car is is just that. You get a little bit of peripheral vision in each direction. You can see the side post there, the a, a post, but you really can't see beyond it. So you can't see what's going on down below. You can see the guys run across the front of the car. You can see them go on the other side. Same thing, but, you know, really uh, from there, you can't tell. So 
that at least TV showed that one. Once again, though, TV only shows you the bad ones. Does TV ever show you the, you know, that the other like 30 other cars had a good stop or 22 cars had a good stop where the truth is, is probably more than half of them had a bad stop. You know, it's, it's very rare that, you know, every stop is perfect. So, um, it's unfortunate. And I mean, most of the issues that happened last year happened early in the year. Uh, just a reminder out there that, you know, this the pit crew that they're starting with this year is very different from the pit crew they started with in 2022. So mm-hmm. if folks are asking, you know, why don't they make changes or why don't they do this or that? The truth is they did they did make changes. The uh, this the right front changer flores came over from the two car. They changed the Jackman is different than it used to be. The tire carrier is different than it used to be. So they have made changes over at Penske. I think it's way too early to already be calling for yeah. changes, but we'll we'll both tell you straight up you can't you can't win races with mistakes like this you can't win championships with mistakes like this but the two of us have no we can't we we don't make the calls steve's just gonna give you his best you know view and best information that that he has on what happened and that's pretty much where we have to leave it yeah from from what i see in here you know and 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 i'm guessing sometimes about that um best i can from what i can pick up but um you know this is the this is the the pit crew that almost run the all-star pit pit crew challenge uh last year and um it placed him second to start the all-star race correct because of where he finished in that and then they did win the all-star race so this pit crew was pretty good you know and they they'll get there you know better to have this stuff happen now than later um Let's see. The leader is the one taking the top. Ryan takes the top. The restart lap 73. Um, he's been like, I've got here written in here uh, in the hornet's nest. You know, these restarts are crazy. Five wide guys diving low. Some guys coming across. I noticed Ryan likes to, if he's in the low lane on a restart on, on this track, likes to try to hit the middle. So he likes to stay to like the third or fourth lane, you know, up near the wall, but not up against it. Um, till he can get up against it. Uh, they settle into about 14th in here, and then we get a caution for the 16. Um, and the seven hit the Ryan in the left rear on this too. Um, so they're you know, they're looking for damage. Uh, they do head pit here, and um, they have another issue on this pit stop. And once again, this one I, I doesn't they don't show it on TV because Ryan's not running in the top five at this point. So um, the only thing in communication I heard was missed his button. And I don't know if that means on the gun or, or something. So, um, like I said, Wednesday afternoon, sometime it's NASCAR's actually, it's a NASCAR podcast, stacking pennies. It's Corey LaJoy's podcast and Ryan Flores is on there and they have something called boats, uh, uh, pit road boats and woes or something like that is what they call it. So, you know, listen for Ryan. I guarantee you that he will explain it on there. Um, he doesn't shy away from this. He 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 owns up to these things. So, whatever it is, he'll explain to you what happened. And uh, you know, I'm sure he he tries to learn from it like everybody else. Um. So for this restart, the the um, this is when the 19 loses wheel on the track right before the restart. So yeah, two laps. A couple crew members going to be out for a couple weeks. Not, not the pit, not the crew chief though. Now the with the new rule, but uh, yep. Um. The three takes the top on this one, and Ryan takes the bottom. Um, the restart lap eighty, and then the, the lap eighty two, we get a caution for the seven with some help from the forty five. I have written here. Uh, Ryan's up to eighteenth at this point, and the pit call is Mustang now. So we've got some cars that have pitted, 
pitted. Uh, one of the cars that I think stays out is the 42 car. Um, so he's on old tires. Um, and the 22 actually ends up taking the lead on all this and he's going to take the top and Ryan take the top on this restart. Um, and I, I, you know, I try to watch it and you listen to the commentary and I don't know if this is the old school break check the field kind of a thing, but Joey, Joey looks like Joey break checks the field. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's... yeah, I'll side with Joey a little bit on this that and you mentioned it earlier. They've increased the restart zone pretty substantially. And I, you know, I could see this actually walking through the restart zone at Daytona to where normally you used to just see that big blue painting that said Geico. It's almost, I don't remember how much it was. It just seems like it almost doubled. So you can't, uh, drivers are out there laying back a little bit. They're trying to anticipate when the leader's going to go. And, you know, Joey as the leader can go whenever he wants to. And, you know, he just, he didn't fire off early, didn't fire off, didn't fire off, didn't fire off. And then the guys behind him, I think, went to go. And yeah. man, it just causes a, a huge chain reaction. And that's the, that's the biggest thing is that, um, of course, I'm listening to Scanner too now. And, and excuse me, Josh uh, is, is, he, he'll he'll say it how will he say it? he says uh green flag uh, uh and, and he'll say something like it's if it's if it's going slow or something so uh, he he says something about check up because everything yeah. in front of him had checked up and the problem with that is he checked up but five cars behind ryan did not check up they came hard so ryan had a little bit of space between him and the car in front of him but nobody behind him gave him that space and boom, 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 chain reaction. And it, it was worse than it was worse than the chain. The chain reaction hits at, at um, uh, when they did the clash. Yeah. Because, you know, they do the clash and the fourth or fifth car ahead would, would, would be the one that would get the you know, spun out or whatever. Well, there wasn't just spinning out here. This was crushing, crushing the car because they're at such higher speed than they were at the clash. And, um, was it the 20? I think they should, I think the the rear of the 20 and it, I mean, you, like you said, Ryan did check up, but it looked like Ryan just completely drove through him, but he had no choice in in the matter. And yeah, he was just another one that hit another one at that point. And, you know, (sighs) was just hoping with the durability of the car. I'm like, Oh, everything should be fine. These cars are really solid, but man, it was, uh, it was pretty bent up. Yeah, they they got in there, and you know, the, the, once again, a different number of t- pit stops. They were able to pit bef- they pit before the uh, pit roads open, so they're going to get tail in the longest line, which they're not worried about. The only thing they're really worried about is trying to make minimum speed and hopefully not lose a lap. Um, and the minimum speed, I think, was forty seven point five to make a to make it. Um, and they are running like what forty four second laps, roughly. Um, they think it may have been a bent toe link. As far as they can tell, bent, not broken. Um, you know, Ryan says something is definitely not right in the back end of the car. Um, they pit more, they take more tape. You know, I've got the 12, 31, 38, 41, 6, 10, 45, 20, 51, 77 all involved in the crash. Uh, some of them more damage than others. Um, he's only back to 29th at this point, and um, they did make minimum speed. Uh, but he says it was yawed out in the corner. So, you know, something with the suspension was a little bit off. His uh, steering wheel wasn't off real bad. So um, the restart lap 93, he made the minimum speed at that point. He's talking about a vibration at uh, 90, lap 96, I note he's two seconds off the leader. So 
20 some laps, you're going to get lapped, you know, the 11 leads at that point at lap one Oh two, he's in 28th. Um, and at lap one Oh five, the leader's coming here. And like I said, he's like two and a half seconds slower at the leader. And, and we're, and we're being conscientious now too, not to get in the way of, of the race, you know, um, you know, Josh doesn't really give a lot of this or that, except for one, the, the lead pack starts coming. So he knows how to get out of the way. Um, and let's see, I think the one is leading at this point. He's a lap down. And at one at lap one eighteen, I've got the nineteen passing them and they're on the same lap. So uh the nineteen passes Ryan and Ryan's at twenty ninth at that point. At uh the lap one twenty six leader passes again, he's two laps down. Um the the one wins stage two, so he's won to both stages. And um uh, at this point Ryan's twenty ninth, two laps down. Um, he says tight entry wrecking loose <laughs> and, uh, they're telling him we're going to have to fix the splitter. That's part of the problem. Um, the splitter was, you know, was messed up. So that's the next part of tape that they start doing. Um, they do, uh, they pit two different times. The second time they actually put the tires and gas in. So we get the restart lap 137, um, in 30th, two laps down. Uh, the eight goes to lead at this point and at lap 140, we the caution for the 77, um, there are three or four, he's three or four seconds slower than the leaders right now. Um, and he's, t- Ryan does tell me he needs more rear grip, whatever they can do there. Uh, they take the wave around to get a lap back and this puts them in 28th. Um, he's racing with the lucky dog, the two car at this point, the two car had, had issues and, um, you know, they, they were hoping for a quick caution here, but, uh, yeah, lap 140, very passes the two. He's up to 27th. He's now the lucky dog he would be if something happened. The one car leading. Um, but lap 149, like I say, point out here, he's about two seconds still off the leader t- uh, lap times. Leader's running a 41.7. Ryan's a 43.9. I mean, it's just too much damage. Um, at lap 163, the leader passes. And so he's 27th, two down now. And then we start out green flag cycle at this point, lap 166. Um, the 23 has an issue. So we gained a spot of attrition there. Um, he retires Ryan's 26, three laps down at lap, uh, 180, the eight takes the lead back on this pit cycle. So he pits, he gets to the lead on the pit cycle. Um, lap 189, he passes Ryan again. So Ryan's four down, but in 26, um, and like I said, Josh at this point tells Ryan, he's telling him when the lead pack is coming, where they're coming, what lanes they're running so that Ryan, basically he just gets out of the way, he goes low and, and stays out of the way. Um, so the eight does end up winning here. Um, you know, Jonathan says, hey, we're, we'll be, it will be better next week for sure. We're going to rebound. Um, and 26, four down. But, you know, 26, that for what had happened compared to some of the other guys' problems with that crash, you know, at least they didn't crash out. Once again, they fix what they can get get laps out of it um you know very frustrating i'm sure but uh you know eyes forward i think that's something that uh, jonathan will say a lot during uh you know he usually says at the beginning of a race you know so keep your eyes forward let's work on what's in front of us and uh that's so let's hurry up and put this behind us adam (laughs) let's yeah let's get to las vegas let's get to vegas baby yeah i mean i think that's the only thing you can really do it's it's unfortunate. Nobody wants this. It's really easy. I mean, for me, it's, it's a little bit easier not to get angry so far. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little upset that they, man, they had one of the cars to beat 
especially really early on. I mean, who knows how that would have changed over the day, you know, over the longer runs and that kind of thing. But uh, I mean, it's encouraging that they came out with so much speed. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus forward <laughs> to lot to Las Vegas on this one. Um, it's worth noting that he did fall uh, a few spots down here in the points down to the 12th position. Now 35 points from the leader. Um, so not, not out of it by any means, especially, you know, just 35 points back this early in the season. There's, he can make that up in the first two stages, uh, this week at Las Vegas. So, um, yeah, I don't really want to dwell on too much from this, this race at California. So, uh, we can, we, as I said, we can focus forward on Las Vegas if you want. I can let some folks know how they can watch this thing this weekend on TV. Yeah. Let's viva Las Vegas, baby. So if you're interested, three races this weekend at Las Vegas with the, uh, the truck series, the Xfinity series and the cup series. If you want to catch uh, the action on Friday, you can catch the Xfinity practice of qualifying at 6 35 PM Eastern time on FS one. Then the NASCAR craftsman truck series race is at 9 PM. Eastern on FS1 as well. Saturday, we're going to have cup practice and qualifying uh, on FS1, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch the Xfinity Series race. And then on Sunday on Fox, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, you can catch the Cup Series race. Um, Las Vegas uh, is one of Ryan's best tracks out there on the NASCAR Cup Series circuit. Is an average finish of 12.4, eight top tens, five tops five top five. So actually pretty impressive statistics there for Ryan when it comes to races uh, in the cup series at Las Vegas. It is worth mentioning though, Steve, that the last two visits there in 2022, he had a little bit of a rough go with a 36th place finish in the spring, a 28th place finish in the fall. Uh, But prior to that, he had a pair of top fives, a seventh, 11th. I mean, um, he's finished fifth in this, at this track numerous times. So, if they bring the speed that they brought out there to California to Las Vegas, uh, I think they could be a threat to sit on the pole. Um, definitely a threat for the top 10. And honestly, he, if he just qualifies in the top 10, I can see the same script kind of happening, hopefully with some tweaks uh, to where he races his way up to the front. And uh, hopefully they just clean up any of these, these pit road issues that they had. Hopefully it's just getting the jitters out of the way, getting used mm-hmm. to this new, it's not choreography, but some of the new techniques that some of these crew members are using and um, just clean things up. And if they can have some clean races and if they can at least fight for some wins here early on in the season, I'm going to be pretty happy. I like, I like the term script um, that you used uh, because you know, that was the character building part of the, of the, of the movie. (laughs) Now we're now, now this will be like this week right now, this should be like the training montages. And then, and then the big, big climactic finish is coming soon. So yeah, they, they, I'm sure that, uh, like I said, nobody, I've said this before, nobody really wants these bad things to happen. So, you know, but the good thing is when they're going to happen, they're going to happen and they'll happen in a hurry and they'll happen in bunches. And I think this weekend's where it starts. Hey, they're going to get a practice according to the yeah. weather, according to the weather channel, they're going to practice. So think how good they're going to be when they practice. Yeah. Right. Right. Adam. I know. I can't wait. I have it marked down for Saturday. I'm going to be watching that practice, <laughs> that practice session, one thirty p.m. Eastern time on FS1 or on FS, FS2. So um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll, you might be tuned in as well. I, I, you know, I do. I'm there. I'm there every step of the way. Um, they, 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 they'll be learning. And, you know, there is something to be said for practice as far as what it does to um, 
helping the car, but then it tightens the field too a lot of times. So some of the guys who um, like this past weekend had a good guess at the setup, like let's say the seven car, you know, the seven car having no practice probably benefited them. They had, they hit on the setup yep. and they were, they were a top 10 car a good portion of the day. Um, now when you get practice, all of a sudden some of the teams that missed the setup have that 20 minutes to half an hour to figure it out and they hurry up and they change it. Um, the, the 12 team last year was, was infamous for this. Um, they could go out and make a run early in a practice and then you wouldn't hear and hear from them. They'd run all the laps. Yep. Uh, or if they came in right away, then they must've missed something and they hurried up and they fixed it. They, whatever um, adjustability they built into the car, they hurried up and they changed it and, and, and got it to where it needed to be. So, um, yeah, this week hopefully the same the same thing happens. Hopefully they don't need any adjustability. Hopefully they go out and run the run those great laps, those five and ten lap averages that you like to see that you know that they're dialed in. And then yeah, put out that lap, get the get the pole, stink up the show. You know? I'm waiting for that stink up the show moment where they just lead all the laps, win all the stages. You know, we can do that this weekend. That'd be great. Yeah, and he's so Ryan started fourth in the fall race at Las Vegas last year. Uh, Worth noting that he did lead 39 laps in that race, but did end up falling to a 28th place finish. Again, five top fives, eight top tens, average finish of 12th. I think this is a perfect weekend for this 12 team to go ahead and rebound as they head to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Again, if you want to catch the action in the Cup Series, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. So... Um, some exciting news about the Team Blading NASCAR Fantasy Live League, and is as the fact that I kept to my promise. We are two weeks into the 2023 season. I booted out about uh, 24 people out of the 100 spots, which I think is pretty impressive that we had about 75 folks participating and setting mm-hmm. lineups so far this year. That was great to see that participation. So, but as of this recording, uh, just a few hours after I, I kicked out some of those folks that hadn't participated, now we only have 18 spots remaining. Uh, if you want to join in, in the fun in the team blading NASCAR fantasy live league, some people have asked like, Oh, do you win prizes? Um, is this for money? Is it whatever? This is just fun just to have some competition among Blaney fans here. Uh, Steve and I have competition amongst ourselves. If you guys want to, you know, put a target on our backs and try to beat us every week and gloat about it on social media, that's fine too. We all just like to have some fun with this. Um, uh, Clyde's chicken pit racing, um, as I said, is, is a ghost. We don't really know that they exist, but they do set a lineup every week and they've won the overall season championship twice. Uh, so we really want to meet Clyde one of these days. Uh, so say hi, if you're ever at the track or if you're finally listening to this and you, you can give us a shout on social media because we want to congratulate you. But again, 18 spots open, plenty of time to catch up as far as points goes, because there are weeks, uh, like I think for you this past week, we don't necessarily have a stellar week. There's weeks uh, like for me where this week I actually had a pretty good week and I didn't really even know it because I thought uh, I, had, I had Kyle Larson in my lineup and I thought that was just going to tank everything. So I just assumed that I had a bad week, but I actually ended up things uh, doing pretty well. So I'm going to go through my starters uh, for this race this past week at Auto Club Speedway, and I'll let you talk a little bit about your team. We'll talk about where we finished, and then we'll give people a recap or an update on the standings. So my starters for this week, Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, and then I had Ryan in the garage. I decided that even though Larson went out almost immediately with some electrical issues, um, 
and the way Ryan's race kind of panned out, you know, once they kind of got into the second stage there, I decided just to leave Ryan in the garage. I didn't want to waste. I don't know. I like keeping my Ryan picks. I know the Larson pick is also uh, pretty valuable throughout the year, but I left Ryan in the garage. Um, so for my featured matchups, I picked AJ Allmendinger over Stenhouse. That was wrong. I picked Eric Jones over Austin Dillon. That was wrong. I picked Alex Bowman over Tyler Reddick. That was correct. And I picked Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott. That was wrong. So unlike last week, I only got one of my featured matchups right. So I really had to lean in heavily to the points that I got from uh, my starters. So what did your team look like? Um, you know, let's start off with the picks that you were talking about there. Uh, over four. So that, <laughs> that tells you anything there. That's a 10 apiece. So that's 40 points I lost. Um, I did have Ryan in. I was, you know what? I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to start him every week, use up the 10, 10 usages, and then I'll have to get creative later. Interesting. I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking. That Are because, you thinking that or is the collective thinking that? Um, I'm thinking that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the collective might not agree. It might not. Um, Joey, I had Joey, I had Bubba Wallace, uh, Denny Hamlin, Harvick, and then Truex in the garage. So even if I swap out Truex, that yeah. would only been that would only been six six extra points. Um, but I saw Bubba. Uh, this is a you know a, a, a track like Michigan, and that's what I kind of saw. That's why I had Bubba and I had Harvick there because I was thinking, you know what, this is uh, similar to Michigan, and they ran so well at Michigan last year. Um, well, Bubba had a good car. He just ended up overheating. I think it might've been an issue with a lot of this debris that kind of was out on the track. And yeah. you even saw that in the Xfinity race with the winner, John Hunter Numichek's car just overflowing with, with water at the end of that race. So Bubba had a good car. I think he raced up into the top five early in the race, but you, you had a, you had a good theory there on who, uh, who to pick. Yeah. So. yeah. so, I mean, but once again, the best, you know, those things, you know, the best play, play plans just didn't work out. Um, and yeah, on to Vegas. <laughs> so uh, let's take a look at the top 10 in points earned in the team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Lively for the race at Auto Club Speedway. Worth mentioning that I finished one point out of 10th here in a tie for the 12th position alongside mm-hmm. Vans 12 with 199 points. But the tie for the 10th position goes to Panda Manda. <laughs> Uh, Panda or Panda Amanda, Panda Amanda, something like that. Uh, and Blaney or Bust with 200 points each. In ninth, we have Joe Lopez one with 205. In eighth, we have Hilton's Heroes 209. Uh, seventh, we have TJH3 with 210 points. Six, Factory of Sadness, another strong team from last year in the sixth position, 211 points. Man, this is real tight up here, all the way to fifth with Blaring Idiots with 212. In fourth, we have Bulldog. Uh, 0277 with 219 points in third dusty hawk 30 with 222 in second steel lion 232 points and first in points earned for the race at auto club speedway have the nutty gamer 246 points steve you finished in the 51st position in points earned Mm. Wow. Uh, Mez 12, 150 points. You were tied with Angie 12 in the 51st position. And uh, just uh, two points behind our friend Joe Bro uh, mm-hmm. there, who earned mm. uh, 152 in the 50th position. Yeah. So that was the top 10 and points earned there. Let's take a look at the overall league standings. In the 10th position, we have Blaniacal, 354 points. Ninth, Blaring Idiots. 
368 Data Nerd for the win 361 7 Hilton's Heroes 373 6 Dusty Hawk 30 375 5th Vans 12 377 4th Joe Lopez 1 393 3rd Bulldog 0277 398 in 2nd The Nutty Gamer 412 and rounding out and leading the way in the first position Steel Lion 424 points um, this just shows how things can change in a week. I vaulted mm-hmm. up the standings into the 12th position uh, with 347 points. So um, not doing too bad. And you've actually fallen now. I think you're in the top 10. Uh, you were top five, I think, right? Yeah. Last yeah, week. So fifth to 22nd for Mez 12 there, 329 points. But you really aren't that far away from me. Uh, what, less than 20 points there. Yeah. So. That's where we're sitting at in the overall league standings. Now, I mentioned the fact that this was one of Ryan Blaney's best tracks statistically, though, didn't do so well in the two, didn't do so well finish wise in the two races with the next gen car, but he did lead uh, almost 40 laps there in the fall. Um, I think you've already said, though, you're going to start Ryan Blaney in her lineup and uh, hopefully her, you plan to do that over the next nine races here. Yeah. Um, so, Ryan's in your lineup. Who else are you looking at for Vegas? Um, you know, I got one uh, right off the top of my head on the track house. I mean, geez, oh man, they come out of the box last week. Um, both of them, uh, the one and the 99. So I, yeah, I mean, Ross Chastain is, looks like one to beat. Um, Kyle Bush now is going to be crazy. Good. Um, so I was going to say home and, track for KFB is running in all three races this weekend. Uh, yeah. Say unretiring from the Xfinity series to and, run for and, college racing and a truck race to boot. So, I mean, you know, he, yeah, and, and you know Chevy wants that to go well, uh, especially that truck race. So yeah, I mean he's yeah, he's one and um I don't know if I if there's a Toyota out there right now that uh you know Bell might actually be this might be a good track for Christopher uh this week. So it gives you a little bit of each manufacturer at least, you know, to look out for. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. The track house, I think we mentioned this and we were chatting before we started recording. I thought, you know. I didn't think it was a fluke last year what Trackhouse was able to do, but I thought the rest of the field would have caught up to them by now. But we're just a couple of races into the season here, and they are not slowing down. Uh, that eight car was fast last year with Tyler Reddick, and then obviously you saw what KFB went and did this mm-hmm. past weekend at Auto Club. So he's at his home track. I think there's a pretty decent chance he could sweep the weekend um if you know they put some good cars under him uh, at, with Kyle Busch Motorsports and Colleg Racing in the Xfinity series so we know he's going to have a good car from RCR um mm-hmm. but yeah I think you're right the Toyotas I mean I, I could see Bubba Wallace bouncing back he was fast like I said early in the race this past week uh still has a lot to prove um so I think uh, that's somebody else to look out for and I'm probably gonna I'll, I'll at least have Ryan in my garage I'd almost never commit to starting Ryan he's almost always in my garage and you know but if he goes out and wins the first stage I immediately will we'll, we'll pop him in there yeah, um, the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation did a thing this past weekend where you pick. Did Did you do this? Did you do it? I did. I didn't make any picks, but I saw that on on one on one platform there was somebody that was successful on, twi- but on, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So they did on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on all theirs. You know, on each one, whatever you um you make your pick. The pick had to be in by the. Here's the funny thing though: is the pick had to be in by the end of stage two. So. This person, I, I didn't see, I didn't look for the timestamp. I should have looked, went back and looked. He, he must have waited till near the end of stage two to figure this out. Um, 
but yeah, the winner, if, if somebody had to correct pick, if it was more than one person, they were going to draw, yep. you know, and sure enough, I, I started, I, I started with Instagram today. I saw on Instagram, oh, nobody won. Okay. And I saw on Facebook posting, same thing, nobody won. And then I went to Twitter and like somebody had it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because if you looked at all the picks in each of those, those postings on Sunday, they were all like first, second, third, fourth, yeah. fifth, you know, I mean, I picked, okay, I put to win. What the heck, you know, I think you can win every week. So that's what I did. You know, my wife, I think might've been fourth or fifth. She thought, you know, he'll have a good day and it'll be top five day, whatever. But for somebody to actually pick 26th and to hit it, it was amazing. But like I said, they probably waited until right before the end of stage two to put a pick in, you know, God bless them. They got it. I, you know, I, I, they were giving away a, uh, an autographed shirt or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think it's a t-shirt. So. I think they might need to revise the rule here to maybe even just do it before, but at the green, by the, by the green flag, you need to have your pick in because it unfortunately, you just don't want to see this to happen. I did like on the, on the post where they announced that there is a winner, you know, folks are posting like, please don't, please don't guess 26 again. <laughs> we don't need that bad juju out there. <laughs> Speaking of juju um, real quick too, did you see this thing about a cat on the track? Ah, oh, man. I'm, I was looking at, the photos before we I got into the studio here to here to record and um we may have a, a couple or a handful of cats in this household uh, mm-hmm. the the wife's a big fan and uh, I was just I I was looking at it and I kind of sighed and she asked what I was looking at and I'm like well you know a cat got out on the track yeah and uh, there's photos of the cat running around and then there's photos of the cat um, being picked up so. I don't think we need to go into the details there, but it's unfortunate as what happened. Yeah. And we've seen wild. I mean, that's not the typical wildlife. You usually see the fox at what Pocono mm-hmm. and, and some other places, but yeah, man, uh, or rabbits. I think we've seen before, but I think it's been a while since we've seen a, a feline get out on the track, but yeah, this one yeah, won't be a mascot anytime soon. No, this is this, this a sad thing. And, but there were pictures and people think that it may have Ryan may have actually, uh, yeah. Yeah, he may have hit. It. Well, he you may know, not. Know. You may have, it may have not been live when he actually hit it either. Yeah. It may have been already. So it's just it's just a bad circumstance that nobody saw till after the race. I think more or less. That's why I didn't even have it in my report because it was nothing that we picked up on during the race. But uh, yeah, that's nothing new. I mean, they, they you know these cars have hit other wildlife in the past. You know, I think Earnhardt hit a bird in one of his failed mm-hmm. Daytona 500 attempts. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there's there's some weird things out there. But you, you, I mean, you hate to see it, especially I know you you guys are animal lovers too. So. It was sad to see, and hopefully, um, the cat's in a in a much better place mm-hmm. <laughs> than, yes. than than we are right now. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I mean, that was pretty much our our fantasy recap there. Um, Cup Series again, heading out there to Las Vegas. Looking forward to the action this week. I think with the way the next gen car has been running on, you know, those two mile tracks, the mile and a half tracks all last year, I'm expecting it to be another exciting race. And again, this is a race that the 12 team can use as a bounce back week, one of their best uh, weeks uh, races statistically. And I know Ryan's pretty motivated. Um, People saw it was a very long day for Ryan. Uh, the Xfinity Series race again was postponed. They didn't run it until after the Cup Series race. So Ryan had to stay along with teammate Joey Logano, and they are both in the booth for the Xfinity Series race. Happy to say Ryan again is going to be in the booth one more time for the Xfinity Series race this weekend at Las Vegas. So again, if you want to catch that and catch Ryan's commentary in the booth for a third week in the row, uh, 4.30 PM Eastern time on FS1. That's when you can watch that race. I think Ryan do, does a, a really good job when he's in there. Uh, I know 
we they he, were him and Joey as teammates on the track doesn't always work out, but I feel like him and Joey as teammates in the booth they do a pretty good job together. The the the, the fun part about last night, if you if you did put it on or find a way to watch it, was they were they were a little bit punch drunk. They were a little bit, you know, they were a little bit tired and worn out and they were giggling and laughing and have a good time. And, and that's what made it kind of fun to watch too, is like, uh, you know, they did the thing with the promo where, where they put the promo up for Vegas and there's five faces and Ryan's not one of them, but Joe Again, is, you know, yep. and then he makes a comment and then they go back to the studio and they've got this the nothing but Ryan all over the studio, including that big Larry McReynolds was holding that big head, head of his. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where the heck did they find that at? Um, so, you know, they're having a good time and, and the racing was pretty good to watch too, but, but it is, it is cool to listen to Ryan, um, him and Joey together in the booth are kind of interesting. Um, I don't know who Ryan will be with this week, but it'll be somebody else. I think, um, it's kind of weird because depending on who it is, like I hate to say it, but Joey takes up a lot of oxygen in the booth. Um, <laughs> he does talk. I think he does. He has some good points, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Ryan was in there with Austin Dillon at, at Daytona. So I'm not sure if it's Austin again or, or another or person somebody else. So, um, but when, when it's somebody uh, else, like when it's Austin, Ryan was, was more of the lead guy. I, you know, they're, they're not, they're both, color commentary but you could kind of tell like the line the first line was always joey unless adam pretty much adam alexander actually handed it straight to ryan you know so um that dynamic's a little bit a little bit interesting to listen to too um or what type of commentary you know he gives on situations um they've already made like a meme out of the um the was it sheldon creed almost crashing on the yes <laughs> <laughs> because that car that looked like it should have been totally yep. wrecked um, he did not back that in the fence. He stayed in the gas the whole time and, and kept that thing off the fence. So, um, that if you go check out videos of that, uh, TikToks, Hey, go yeah. to TikTok. There is already TikTok memes of it just going crazy, with different sounds and stuff on it. So, so all that's pretty funny. So again, yeah, tune into the Xfinity series race. If you don't normally do, because you'll see our guy, Ryan Blaney up there for a third week in a row, offering his color commentary. So I just want to thank everybody once again for tuning into this episode of the team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at team Blaney on Instagram at team Blaney. And the same with, uh, the aforementioned TikTok account that we have now, team.blaney. Mez puts up a bunch of videos throughout the week. Uh, I'll put up videos if I'm at the track or if, you know, something sparks my interest. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, if you're wondering, Steve is the mastermind of, of that TikTok account and he's having a lot of fun with it. So he's definitely going to encourage you to follow. Yeah, follow and uh, comment on stuff and like and, you know, and hopefully we'll be able to put out some more stuff, take some more pictures, find some more things that we can put up that are funny or interesting uh, music and style of song behind the the this California song that I know behind the, some of the videos that you know it's some different things like that so that you kind of like if you pay attention you'll catch it you know um, so yeah please do that you know uh, um, and in the in the I know we're going to talk about the Brian Blaney Family Foundation next in the next couple of weeks um, we're going to have somebody on from there talk about the upcoming events they've got this year. Um, so, you know, check out that too coming up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would definitely check out the TikTok. So, cause that's, uh, that's been fun so far. Uh, lots of likes and lots of views and, uh, hopefully people like what we do. 
Absolutely. And like you said, we'd like to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. Established in 2018, this organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers, events, and membership in the Blaney Bunch Fan Club. To learn more, visit RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org or you can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They are very active there. So for my co-host, Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.